Reiki healing is a modality that is intended to bring balance, alignment, and love back into your mind, body, and spirit by restoring your inherent internal life force energy, your body's natural healing abilities kick in. So welcome back to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. I'm Sarah Ray. Thank you so much for being here yet again for another installment of our four-part Reiki series. And I'm really excited to be continuing this series today because in the last series, last installment, last week's episode, we talked about what Reiki was and how it worked and about the precepts a little bit, the four Reiki, five Reiki precepts. And in this episode, we're going to focus more on what Reiki can do for you and um, some of the symbols and some of the hand positions as well and how it can help you mind, body, and spirit. So if you're enjoying this content, please consider liking and rating wherever you happen to be listening so that we can reach more modern mystics around the world with spiritual awesomeness because <laughs> we all want more spiritual awesomeness, right? I know I do anyway. So what is Reiki healing? So you can be both a Reiki part recipient, a Reiki practitioner, either or both. A Reiki practitioner is not any more special or more spiritual than the person who's the recipient who isn't attuned. So this is something that is a little bit different with Reiki than some other religious type beliefs is that the person who's practicing the Reiki or channeling the Reiki is probably a more accurate word is not any more special than the person who's receiving it because Reiki is extremely accessible and it's easy to learn. It's easy to bring into your daily life and anyone can get attuned from anyone else. So that is the most important takeaway I want you to have from this series is that Reiki can be practiced by anybody. Similar to yoga, Reiki does include a philosophy that we can adopt in order to bring um, love and light into our lives. We can live more fulfilling lives and we can be more in line with the universe, but it is not a religion because like yoga, there is no worshiping in Reiki. And again, the, the playing field is level. In a religion, there are there's a hierarchy and in Reiki, there is no hierarchy. Even though Reiki does have a tendency to kind of open us up to a force greater than our, ourselves, that's kind of like a spiritual byproduct, but it is a beautiful thing, but it is not a religion in any way. To practice Reiki is to come back into balance, serenity, and connection to all that is, to source energy. Reiki is the thread that connects all life forms together, all throughout the universe, back to the universe itself. If you listen to last week's episode, you'll know that Reiki is universal life force energy. Therefore, we all have Reiki and we are all Reiki. Therefore, it is the thread that connects all lives together. Think of Reiki as simply this, welcoming in more of the loving life force energy that is already within you. That's all Reiki is. This has a domino effect on your mind, body, and spirit, and indeed it will ripple out into society as well and into all areas of your life. It's just a really beautiful connection, really beautiful thing. So what is Reiki good for? Reiki is a great complementary therapy for healing and growth in all areas of our being as well as our lives, as I mentioned. Reiki is good for every single thing you could ever possibly think of. There is no thing that Reiki can help with. Reiki can do absolutely no harm. There's no way you can overdose on Reiki. It's never not love. So Reiki is literally good for 
everything and anything you could ever possibly need. Because at its purest form, Reiki is loving life force energy. I cannot say this enough. Reiki is loving life force energy. And everything is connected to the energy of the universe. Everything is connected to this loving life force energies, even ambiguous things that aren't tangible, like thoughts and beliefs and concepts can benefit from receiving Reiki. We can even send Reiki through time because energy knows no time or space. We can send Reiki to inside of technology. We can send Reiki to everything. Therefore, it is good for everything. There are many, many benefits to practicing Reiki in a practical sense, in a logical sense, the L word. <laughs> but the most important application of Reiki is bridging the gap between our earthly energies and our divine energies. The energies within our bodies and our minds are being brought together with the energies of our intuition and our spirit through the universal life force energy being channeled into our body. Reiki is good for anyone who is currently experiencing immense amount of dis-ease or disimbalance in their emotions and or their bodies or their spirits or anywhere in their lives, really. Or the complete opposite. Reiki is good for anyone who is in a really good place in life and would like to absorb more of that loving energy, reinforce some of the concepts and ideas that are already working well for them. No matter where you happen to be, Reiki is great for you. You can also be somewhere in the middle. Reiki is great for anyone who is getting through life, but could also use some guidance in particular areas. Maybe someone who is, doesn't necessarily have a giant impending doom cloud over their head, but still would like some guidance. No matter where you are in life, it's never too early or too late to practice Reiki. Reiki kind of gets the ball rolling, but your body is and emotional prowess of its own do most of the work. This does not mean that we can completely rely on Reiki and should ignore modern medicine therapy altogether. Reiki is just a good complementary therapy. Like everything I talk about on this podcast, it's a complementary therapy meant to be used in tandem. There's nothing we should do that is only isolated. It's all about the holistic approach. Remember that it Reiki heals in a different way than pharmaceuticals and doctors do, but we wouldn't be where we are as a people in a society without those doctors and the pharmaceuticals. It does not invalidate, Reiki, I mean, does not invalidate that entire field of medicine just because it can do wonders that the medicine can't do because the medicine does things that Reiki can't do. Well, I should say Reiki can't do for the average recipient because Reiki can perform miracles just like anything. Manifesting can perform miracles too, but it's kind of unlikely that it's going to happen for the average person because their ego gets in the way, which is why, well, one of the many reasons why pharmaceuticals do come in handy. All these things are meant to work together in tandem. So, Let's talk a little bit about Reiki for emotional healing and mindset healing kind of lumped together as one. Reiki is an amazing first step in making mindset shifts. Whatever limiting beliefs you're dealing with, Reiki can help you pinpoint, release, and replace them. Healing Reiki can offer you all kinds of emotional support, validation, and guidance, and reinforcement of the good things that you're already doing. This is yet another way that source and our higher selves speak to us is through Reiki loving energy, through elevating what is already working within our minds and, and giving us that, yep, you're good, thumbs up, green light. 
<laughs> if you're in the midst of a major mindset shift, if you're working on that, or you're wanting to start working on that, or you're kind of working on the implementation side of it, whatever part you're on, Reiki will soar past the surface of those over those thoughts, the surface level thoughts and emotions into the inner layers of your psyche. This is where the deep healing takes place. Experiencing Reiki will help you hold space for all these wounds and, and all these thoughts that aren't serving you, no matter how old they are, no matter how they came about. And they give you, or Reiki, I should say, gives you permission to dispel them and get rid of them and replaces it with loving energy because we can't just not replace it because otherwise it's just either going to come back or get filled up with something else. Reiki is like your own personal energetic counselor who is guiding you through your own healing at your own pace. As vague as this might sound, Reiki is well known for simply making people feel better. It allows for energetic shifts to occur and it promotes relaxation and stress relief and alignment. And it just kind of um, is warm and fuzzy. One of my clients always describes it as a hug, <laughs> an energetic, warm, fuzzy hug. Um, and I think that's really awesome and really cute. Um, Reiki also cannot really work on the emotional body until it's kind of worked through the physical body, which is what we're going to talk about next. Again, this is a holistic way of approaching your own healing because it meets you where you are and it works at your own pace. Reiki is not, again, not going to overdose in any way. You can't have too much Reiki. It means no harm at any point in time. The deeper Reiki goes past the surface level emotions and concepts and all these things, the more it uncovers. You may not have the conscious awareness of what exists beneath the surface of all these things just yet, but you definitely experience it in profound ways that affect your life externally. So even if you don't actually have words for what is happening or what is going on within you, it's still affecting your life. So even if you're in a really good place, there's probably still something that's, you know, keeping you held back, a limiting beliefs of some kind, a trauma that might have happened that you forgot about. It's still affecting your life and Reiki can help kind of dissipate that and make it a little bit better and easier to deal with in your everyday life. Once these inner workings are unmasked, Reiki continues to support you through your healing journey. It brings out your inherent healing abilities that are natural to every living being. You're allowing your physical and emotional body to heal themselves simply by shining a light on what lies deep within. This works really well in tandem with shadow work, which was a recent podcast episode two episodes ago, if that's something that interests you as well. So Reiki for physical healing the thing about Reiki and most spiritual modal modalities is that it takes a holistic approach. I can't say this enough, a holistic approach. Nothing is isolated or by accident. We have been conditioned to focus only on the symptoms or the outward expressions of whatever is ailing us. The Western model of medicine is the perfect example. Like this is all of that it does. Your doctor is likely to prescribe a medicine or perhaps a few medical tests or exams or procedures but not really much beyond that because we aren't aware of the problem until the symptoms are arising. Modern medicine is, again, extremely important and absolutely necessary. I will never, ever, ever tell you on this podcast that you should not be using modern medicine because I know I do. I visit my doctor, <laughs> as you should do. However, it almost never tells the whole story. That's the thing, at least not in Western medicine, maybe in other parts of the world, but the way Western medicine in the United States in particular is set up, 
it just is never going to tell the whole story. You have to really jump through a lot of hoops and advocate for yourself really hard to get a full depiction of what your current health status is. And it's not up to medical doctors to figure out how your physical ailments are related to your emotional and spiritual ailments. That's just not really what they're there for. That's your job. <laughs> That's where Reiki comes in. This is why it's considered a holistic complementary therapy. Physical and mental symptoms all carry energetic and emotional correspondences. You would be downright arrogant to think that our spiritual and mental health have no effect on our physical health and that they're not all linked together. I'm going to say that again. You would be arrogant to think that our spiritual and mental health and our physical health are not all linked together. There are many books out there connecting physical and emotional ailments um, saying like, oh, if you're feeling this in your body, it could be because of this emotion or this limiting belief. Start with Louise Hay and work your way up from there because she has a book that's all about this that's quite helpful if you're looking for the meaning of each specific ailment. I'm not going to dive into that in this particular podcast episode because that's probably a podcast show all in itself, <laughs> hence why there are books out there about it. Reiki can similarly to pharmaceuticals treat surface level symptoms such as pain and inflammation and, and other chronic conditions. And the magic happens during the continued use of Reiki in treating these symptoms. Again, it's going past these symptoms. It's going past the surface level of, of the things that we're dealing with right now. And it's going much deeper to get to the genuine root of the problem, even if it's a physical trait. Like if you have physical chronic pain, it's going to go, it's going to work on the chronic pain. It's going to work through that surface level first, and then it's going to keep going. Every time you receive Reiki healing energy, the healing goes deeper and deeper and deeper, and eventually going past that surface level symptom, because essentially it's air quotes healed, <laughs> or at the very least much better. And then you can continue that healing on a deeper level. Unlike modern medicine, which is meant to manage only the symptoms, and we are very rarely, again, after much advocating, actually getting to the root of the problems. That's just not the way the system is designed, which is why Reiki is fantastic. Reiki is not symptom management. Reiki is whole body healing, putting equal emphasis on emotional, spiritual, and physical wounds. So that is a little bit about Reiki physical healing, but what about Reiki spiritual healing? On a subtle level, Reiki is opening up to our native spiritual connection. No matter how strong the connection was prior to receiving Reiki, the connection is growing stronger. It's the type of thing you cannot have too much of. You can never have too much Reiki. You can never have too much love in your life, but you can certainly have too little of it. You can certainly have too little of a spiritual connection. A complete lack of spiritual connection causes a myriad of issues in our lives and, and hardships that are totally unnecessary, like a lack of purpose or direction, a sense of meaninglessness, an overemphasis on material gain, a too big of an ego that is in complete control, having no control over our emotions, selfish tendencies, heaviness, depression, anxiety, loneliness, and the like, corruption and sabotage. I could go on forever. <laughs> Spiritual well-being can be hard to conceptualize and put into words, but when the transformation does happen or even just begins, it is unmistakable. When that connection starts to grow, it is unmistakable and you know that it's happening. So how do you know when that shift is taking place as a result specifically of Reiki? 
the easy answer is your outer world will begin to reflect your inner world. This is how Reiki helps you heal on a spiritual level. This is always true regardless of your spiritual beliefs. Circumstances around you and how you perceive the world around you are mirrors to your current state of being. As your spiritual connection strengthens with Reiki, you'll likely feel lighter and happier and more optimistic and generous and enthusiastic and just connected and calm, less judgmental and all of these things. These changes will be reflected in what you choose to see and focus on outside of yourself. Opening up to Reiki means we are welcoming in esoteric experiences. Not everyone's quite ready for this, but if you're listening to this, or if you found me in any capacity, if you found spiritually inspired either through YouTube or on my podcast or on Instagram or, or through a free, freebie that I offered you, a blog post, any of that, if we found each other, you are ready to receive Reiki and to build that spiritual connection because that's just how divine timing works. Chances are you won't be guided here if you weren't ready to receive these higher blessings of connection and intuition. Reiki enhances all manner of psychic awareness as well, like empathy and links to source and to spirit and all the five different clairs and all these other cool psychic senses that I love to chat about on this show. Reiki is never dangerous. Reiki is only ever pure love. You will never encounter an entity of any kind that isn't meant for your highest good through the use of Reiki, through the connection of Reiki. You're always held in a safe space with Reiki. Bridging the gap between our earthly energies and our divine energies will always result in heightened intuition in the most loving way. This is just one of the many gifts Reiki energy has to offer you. <sighs> That's beautiful. So let's talk next a little bit more about the Reiki symbols. Um, the Reiki symbols are signs that are drawn by the Reiki practitioner either in the air with their hands or somewhere upon their or the recipient's body and are intended to enhance their intention with the Reiki and intended to um, help the direction of Reiki. And they might draw it in their minds as well. They might not actually be physically doing anything with their hands, but the symbols are just kind of meant to act as an emphasis, like a highlighter, <laughs> an energetic highlighter, if you will. Depending on the branch of Reiki that is being practiced, the flavor of Reiki, you may or may not feel called to use symbols. I don't personally use a lot of symbols in my practice. I do use the Choku Ray, which we'll talk about here in just a second, but they are meant to be Reiki enhancers. They are not necessary to channel healing energy from source. And Reiki will always go where it's needed and provide exactly what's needed for the recipient, regardless of the use of symbols. So the symbols are not necessary, but they are certainly powerful and they are nice to invoke when you like need a quick dash. Like if you just need a quick boost of energy or you just quickly want to send some energy healing across the world or something along those lines, they're great applications for those. So during a session, <clears throat> a Reiki practitioner may draw a symbol if they feel intuitively guided. A lot of practitioners like myself, I don't really use those symbols all that often unless I feel called to do so. They may do this over a certain chakra or a certain body part or within the energy field of the recipient or just in their mind's eye and just allow it to highlight the Reiki that they're already using. If you are studying Reiki, you probably won't learn any symbols until level two. There's three levels of Reiki, level one, level two, and master. And we'll talk about those levels in the next part of this Reiki series. They are still helpful to know even if you're only at Reiki level one or not attuned at all, uh, because it helps you understand what 
Reiki can do when it's being a little bit more intentional, when we're being more mindful about where and what we want to do with the Reiki. So there are many variations of each symbol, depending on the flavor of Reiki you're learning. And the following symbols we're about to talk with talk about are the most common, but I don't even think anyone knows exactly how many Reiki symbols there are. Dr. Asui uh, Sensei, when he first was taught about Reiki from Universe, he was shown the symbols and he was told about them through source energy and he just sort of passed them on. And I can assume that other Reiki masters have discovered other symbols along the training. So if you want to learn more about Dr. Asui and how he discovered Reiki, listen to part one of this series. So the first symbol that I already mentioned here is Chokurei, pronounced Chokurei. This is the power symbol. It is typically used when focusing on physical healing within the body. It's really versatile and it's powerful and it can come in handy in most any session, but it is meant to activate energy. It's not great for um, times when energy is in excess, such, such as a, a tumor or insomnia or anxiety or panic attacks or anything like that, because it's meant to activate and enhance, or I should say put into hyperdrive energy. Any pain or trauma can be treated with the Chokurei. It is giving a boost of energy, grounding, and provides clarity. And during an instance where an increased in an increase in vital life force is necessary. I like to use chokurei on my palms. Um, it's kind of got like a little leg and then a line down and then you make a swirly pattern. So I'd like to draw it on my palms while reciting it. I don't think I mentioned that, but typically when you're drawing a Reiki symbol, you're reciting it either out loud or within your own mind to help activate its power. So I can feel now that I just drew it on my palm, I can feel my palm getting a little bit warmer. Um, but yeah, that is what I use the Chokurei for personally. I don't really use the other symbols all too often. That's just one example of when you can use the Chokurei is to kind of activate the Reiki energy and help it flow through you. So the next Reiki symbol is the Seheiki. This is the emotional symbol, essentially the opposite of the Chokurei. I would say this symbol probably has more widespread applications when the Chokurei definitely has times when it shouldn't be used, but the Seheiki does not. The Seheiki is, is calming and it brings balance and it's a symbol of intuition and divine guidance. And that is never not welcome in a Reiki session. It provides peace and harmony and it's helpful because most ailments stem from emotional dis-ease and lack of balance. So Seheiki restores that balance. If the recipient is already psychic and or wants to become one, Seheiki can assist in this uh, by calming the ego mind, being like, okay, time to stop talking now, ego. <laughs> the subconscious and intuitive mind has the opportunity to really blossom. And Seheiki can really help with this, especially over the third eye crown chakra areas. Seheiki is also used for protection and comfort and release, humility, cleansing, and inviting in plenty of universal Reiki love. <laughs> this is a beautiful symbol to work with because its healing energy has no boundaries. Again, it's never not welcome. Unlike the Chokurei, there are definitely times when you don't want to be using the Chokurei, but there's never not a time to use the Seheiki. All right, the last Reiki symbol we're going to talk about today I want to make sure I say this right. I always say it wrong. It is the Hansha Zei Shonen. Hansa, Hansha Zei Shonen. <laughs> this is the distance healing symbol. And you can tell here if you're watching on YouTube, it is quite complicated, but it is 
quite powerful as well. Uh, the connection it builds between distances is undeniable and definitely worth the effort if you're going to be invoking this symbol. The symbol works to release emotional blockages and harmful patterns specifically. Without these sort of things getting in the way, Reiki can flow freely to wherever it needs, which is why it's excellent for distance healing. Um, even if that the person could be on the other side of the world and you can channel the uh, Han Shaze Shonen symbol and it will go, the Reiki will go exactly where it's meant to go. Again, you don't need to invoke the symbol to perform distance Reiki, but it just enhances your intention. It helps direct the, the Reiki energy and it helps tell the universe what you're trying to do. The connection between the practitioner and the recipient is formed between their higher selves. Like my higher self, my client's higher self is connected when Hanja Zeishonen is invoked. On an energetic soul level, we lift each other up towards higher peace and enlightenment and just ascension in general, which is really just a state of being when suffering doesn't exist and doesn't affect our lives. So that is a good time to be using Han Jia Ze Shonen, if that is interest of you. So let's talk next a little bit more about the Reiki hand positions and the meanings. I get asked about this quite a bit. The Reiki hand positions are meant, again, to direct the energy in a certain way, targeting a specific body part or chakra. There are endless amounts of hand positions available to use. During a session, it is very intuitive. Most often, the hand symbols are are building bridges between body parts, air quotes, uh, between either chakras or body parts, and we're bridging them together to allow Reiki to kind of bounce back and forth between the hands. The hand placements are completely guided by intuition and there is no right or wrong. There's really no way to do them incorrectly. The best There are best practices, of course, as you can imagine, uh, such as not ever touching certain body parts or certain sensitive private areas. Think inner thigh, lower belly, sternum, throat, etc. Any part that could be potentially misinterpreted or could potentially trigger trauma. Other than that, Reiki hand positions really are entirely up to the practitioner. Whether or not they actually physically touch the body or not is also kind of irrelevant. The hand positions aren't necessary, again, for the Reiki to be channeled through to the recipient. recipient. You can just kind of offer it, the Reiki to them and it just flows right to them. But the hand positions act as, act as a, a, a pathway for me wanting to send the Reiki to a specific body part. Like if a client comes to me and says, I'm experiencing a lot of neck pain, I'm going to put my hands right around the neck and channel the Reiki directly to target that particular area so that they can find some relief. But if someone comes to me and they just want general healing, just a general practice of Reiki, then I'm, I will put my hands where it feels right, but I'm not actually going to go into it thinking, I'm working on your neck today. <laughs> The practitioner can also hover their hands over the body rather than actually physically touch the recipient if that feels better to them. Like for me, I typically don't actually touch the clients. Um, I am much more likely to hover my hands over their body. Um, for me, I feel like that's totally fine. Other people like the like the physical touch. And depending on your sort of love language, you might enjoy the non-sexual loving touch of a Reiki practitioner. Again, it's always up to the practitioner and the best practices. It can get a little dicey if you're not being mindful about it. 
Um, so a couple of examples of some Reiki hand positions here are that are common in practices are putting both hands on the back of the head of the recipient or of yourself. Both of these, all of these work for both yourself and for other people. A hand on either shoulder like this, a hand over either temple, a hand on each the outside of each hip, I use that one quite a bit, actually, because then it helps work on the entire lower root chakra system. One hand on either foot or the bottom of their feet for grounding. Both hands resting on either shoulder blade if they're laying face down, working on the back of the body. One hand on the shoulder and the other on the hand of the same arm to kind of work on the arm area um, that goes as well with legs and bridging any of the chakras, one hand per chakra. One that I often do is third eye and heart. Um, another one that's pretty common that I do is heart and solar plexus chakra. And we're creating bridges. We're connecting these energetically different areas of the bodies that represent different things in our lives. Making physical contact, again, with the recipient is not necessary to channel the Reiki. Because if that were true, distance Reiki wouldn't work, right? <laughs> uh, so when I use, when I do Reiki, and when I do distance sessions, I have a cute little stuffed bear that you may have seen in my videos before. You can see she's back there by my, um, my mother-in-law's tongue plant. Uh, her name is Flashdance Bear, <laughs> and she acts as a surrogate. So she also has little angel wings on her back. You can't see it in the video here, but she does have little angel wings on her back. And she's a good size. She's, you know, over a foot long. And when I begin a Reiki session, I set the intention that Flashdance Bear um, is acting as a surrogate for insert client's name here. And wherever I send the energy into her body, it's going into their body too. And if you're wondering why her name is Flash Dance Bear, I'll tell you a quick story. <laughs> you may or may not know that I grew up as a dancer, a ballerina. Um, and when in the dance world, I don't know if this is still the case with the dance world. I would think so. If you're a competitive studio dancer, there used to be a category of competition called production, where it was basically a hundred dancers on stage. It was back in the day, it was like the whole studio was in this one dance. It was crazy. And every year we did one and it had a theme. And one year the theme was flash dance. <laughs> and the studio actually made, got these cute little angel bears that have angel wings and sewed custom costumes for the bears. So she does have a costume. She's just not wearing it right now. And it was the exact same thing as our own costumes. And I have cherished this bear for 15 years. It's something, a teddy bear that's moved across the country with me, across the world with me when I went to England. Yeah. I love Flashdance Bear. And so she helps me now in my Reiki practice. So there you go. <laughs> so anyway, I take Flashdance Bear and I put my hands on her little furry body, but and it translates directly into the client's body. And even though I still don't often feel the need to actually touch Flashdance Bear, I, I'm offering, often hovering my hands instead of actually touching her. Even though her body is much smaller than the client, I still utilize a lot of the above hand positions I already mentioned, I still place crystals over certain chakras because I do crystal Reiki, which is when we're combining crystal healing and Reiki. And as I feel guided, this is what I do. And this is where the energy is intended to go. So there's a little bit about how I practice Reiki, about the hand positions, about the emotional, physical, and spiritual healing of Reiki and what Reiki is good for. 
So I want to tell you and remind you real quick that we have our free Reiki shares coming up really quick. Depending on when you're listening to this or not, the very first one that we're doing here is in two weeks on March 5th at 5 p.m. Central Time. This is totally free. This is a genuine free Reiki share that I want to offer to you because I want to have I want everyone to have the opportunity to receive Reiki healing. Not everyone can afford a private session. If you can, that's fantastic. I would love to work with you, but not everyone can, or maybe people are just Reiki curious and they want to know what it's like. (laughs) Definitely sign up for the free Reiki session. This is going to be in a group setting, but even in a group setting, you will feel all the Reiki energy healing you and bringing out your own vital life force energy and just kind of giving you a nice warm hug (laughs) as one of my clients always puts it. Um, It, It's limited spots right now, and they're about half full at the moment. So definitely go in to get to the one that's coming up on March 5th. If it's past March 5th, you can always see the next one by going to spirituallyinspired.co slash Reiki shares, plural, spirituallyinspired.co slash Reiki shares to sign up for the next free Reiki share in a group. It's via Zoom. It's going to be really fun. And you'll also have the opportunity to meet other modern mystics around the world. I was looking at the people who have signed up to the next one so far, and we have people joining us from all over the world. And it's so cool. So definitely come and join us there. I cannot wait to see you there. So please leave your Reiki comments in the, um, your Reiki questions, and I guess your Reiki comments too, in the Um, comments below if you're on YouTube, or you can send me a message on Instagram at spirit underscore inspo. I would love to answer your Reiki questions. Please do that. I would love to hear from you. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.